This is Raise Your Vibes. Welcome back to another episode with your host, Miriam Khan. Today's podcast is about dealing with your past, facing your past, being retrospective with your past. And for some of us, you know, we will have had really good lives. We will have had hopefully beautiful memories, beautiful episodes that we've had in our lives. But unfortunately for some of us, it's not always that case. It's never always plain sailing. There are some of us, unfortunately, that have had issues with our past and we've not necessarily confronted certain issues, certain episodes, um, certain traumatic experiences, or, you know, there's just some things that have happened to us that have made us rather uncomfortable. And instead of um, dealing with that scenario at the time, whether it's through trauma, whether it's through, um, you know, post-trauma um, effects, I guess, stress, anxiety, it might be certain scenarios that have happened that have not allowed us really to confront um, the past or to speak our truth or just to even express how we felt about it. Some individuals that I'm aware of have buried um, their pain and their trauma and buried it so tight that they don't necessarily talk about it. And in some recent cases um, that I'm aware of through counselling and various other situations I've been placed in to help others, some people have found the courage, and and I mean courage, okay, found the courage to not only express what happened to them, okay, which you've got to understand takes a lot of guts. You know, sometimes we bury trauma and pain so deeply within us that we don't even allow ourselves to acknowledge that this particular hurtful episode happened to us and to be heard by somebody, okay? We're not wanting pity, we're not wanting revenge, we're not wanting somebody to feel empathy or sympathy, but for someone to acknowledge our truth, that this particular episode happened to me, it is part of my history, it's etched on my soul, there's not a lot I can do about it, but it's made me who I am, okay? And some individuals have really struggled with that concept. And for years and years and years, they've buried and buried and buried, whether it's shame, whether it's the fact that they're just traumatized or hurt by it, or not wanting to even acknowledge that it happened to them. And it's taken those individuals, in some cases, not all, 20 plus years, 10 years, to finally say, this happened to me. Now, I'm really proud of those individuals because in some scenarios, they have faced the, you know, the culprit, the person, whether it was a, an ex, um, a partner, a business associate, someone they've known, a pastor, a priest, a priestess, um, you know, someone has, has had access to that particular brief knowledge, but not done anything about it. But they've actually, you know, going from victim to victee. And also, they have allowed themselves not to be dragged down by this weight. And it is a weight like an anchor of shame, an anchor of guilt, an anchor of constantly having to say sorry for actions that have got nothing to do with them. You know, this is one of the things that happens when you're a trauma victim, that you are constantly saying sorry all the time for your actions, even though you are not the one at fault at all. You've not done anything okay, to be held responsible for those particular actions. If anything, it's the other individual, 
you know, that should take the um, responsibility for their actions. Some of these people that causes pain and causes trauma, you know, they go on and they have this uh, ability, I guess, to block out or to accept that what they're doing is actually acceptable, it's normal, and don't know what you're crying about attitude, okay? Whereas the person they've injured, you know, they will have that with them forever, you know? Some of us, like I said, are able to live with that. Some of us are able to move forward with that. Sadly, some of us aren't able to hear, be able to tell others about the impact on our lives. It traumatizes us to the point where, you know, it really has had a dent and had an impact on us greatly. You know, we can never change that. We can never change that. But what we can do is move forward from it. What we can do is be a survivor of it. You know, in some cases, like I've said to you recently, um, some individuals have plucked up the courage to confront the individual that hurt them perhaps 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And it's a very, very difficult thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do, okay? Because you're getting um, anxiety. You're getting triggers from your past. There'll be all sorts of things physically that your body is doing that fear of flight mode, you know, and it's showing that you're not able to cope with some of the things that are happening. But what are the positives that can come out of this? Okay, the individual might deny what they've done to you. They might deny some of the things that, that are horrible, that are traumatic. But the point is, the main thing is, you have had the guts and the courage, you know, to raise your voice, to speak up, to confront that person. Whether they acknowledge it or not, a lot of them won't, you know? A lot of them won't acknowledge the pain they've caused you. They won't take that responsibility. And they will shirk away from it. They'll run away from it because they know you're right. But the main thing to acknowledge, the main thing to understand is the fact that you have voiced your feelings. You have voiced the pain and the trauma that person's done. Now, in some cases, you know, it's not always possible. That person may no longer be around for you to, you know, face-to-face -face speak to. They might be in prison. They might be serving a life sentence. There may be scenarios where, you know, you are far too triggered. Obviously, all of us are very different when we're dealing with trauma, okay? We might not be in a safe position as well. You know, there are people that are out there. They've had to rename their names. They've had to move their lives. They've had to completely change who they are and who's around them because it's not safe, okay? They're vulnerable. So in those predicaments as well, it's sometimes interesting or um, analogy or thoughtful way to do it is to do something with journaling, okay? The person doesn't necessarily need to read what you've written. Um, you don't necessarily have to send it to them, but it's very cathartic to keep like a journal of your thoughts, of your feelings to that person and address that person. Some individuals keep that log for a long time. You know, it could be something that they're doing over a couple of months period. It depends, obviously, how um, the trauma has impacted you. Okay. I know some people have managed to send um, letters or to send impacts of that particular impact to them through their, you know, counsellor, through their lawyer. Um, in some court cases, they, they have been used to explain how the, the, you know, the person that's been injured has been damaged by that trauma and then hopefully managed to survive and move forward and rebuild their lives. But initially it is trauma, trauma that, you know, holds us back. 
journaling is a really good way of looking at things in a different respect, an outer respect. Like I said, you don't have to send it to the person. You could date it, you could uh, keep logs on it, but also it clears things that you've built up inside, that you've vent up inside, that you've not allowed yourself to express, you know? And perhaps you've done this with some friends and some people you haven't, okay? And this incident is between you and the other person. Don't get me wrong, there might be some people thinking, well, actually, that might be quite frustrating because the person doesn't answer back. But in some ways, that's the beauty of it because it allows you to be in control. It allows you to voice what you think and your opinions and your respective on this particular scenario. You know, it allows you to have control. It allows you to have power. And something perhaps you didn't have in the prior predicament where trauma was caused and impacted and, you know, explicitly you caught up in it for a long time. I admire those people that are able to look at their past and to look at it sharply. It doesn't matter whether it's taken you one year, two years, five years, you know, um, 10 years, 20 years to pluck up the courage and address that person and to confront that person. It takes strength. It takes resilience. I admire you. If you're listening to this, maybe you're someone who's been through that particular predicament because what you don't understand is the implications of you standing up for yourself has a massive, massive, massive ripple effect to those around you and to you as well. You know, I've known individuals that have buried things for a long time and they don't realize that they're carrying it around and carrying it around. But the people around them, you know, the people that are uh, in their lives have the same tenacity, have the same mentality because they're looking at you as a role model. They're looking at this is how we live. This is how we aspire, you know. And there are sometimes there are broken pieces of us when we're dealing with trauma that we can't fix. We really can't. And it's until we work on ourselves. And by doing things like this, we are, we are helping ourselves grow. Don't get me wrong, it's completely painful. Of course it is. It's a very, very painful experience. You will need loved ones around you. You will need close friends, counselors, you know. Um, maybe you've got like a support team, like a recovery team. Whatever your trauma has been, whatever your scenario and situation has been, hopefully you have some support around you. In some cases, there are people without support, which is even more difficult, okay? But the journaling, the confronting the past is where you start, and it's never too late. It's never, ever too late to confront that past and to nip it in the bud to put things at peace. One of the huge things you might find is you're finally calm, serene, anxiety starts to eventually fade any turbulence that you had in your life any resentment that you had in your life any feelings of begrudging and guilt shame all these feelings that come from trauma all these types of attachments and you know um, afterthoughts I guess start to fade you might have had this need to control others you might have had this need to be angry all the time, to be frustrated all the time, you'll be surprised how that withers over time because you've learned to let go. 
I've done a podcast about letting go previously, you know, and it is, it's about you learning to surrender and to learn to accept that there were things that were not in your control, you know, but the fact that you faced it, the fact that you've confronted it, the fact that you are willing to be a better person and fix the piece of you that feels broken, the missing jigsaw piece. Like I said, it takes a lot of guts, a lot of strength, a lot of resilience to able to be able to confront those aspects of ourselves and to start healing. It doesn't matter if it's from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. The point is that we, we work on ourselves. We work on those parts of us that are damaged or we deem them to be damaged. You know, and other individuals don't see that. They don't see that we have this cracked part of us that we feel that we can't heal. But we can. We can. And we can, as trauma victims, move on and have happy lives. And we can have parts of us that will heal you know, yes, we're going to have scars, mental scars, inner scars, inner wounds. But those scars over time will be just a part of our story, you know. And other aspects of our lives will take over. Other happier memories will take over. And that's the beauty of recovery. That's the beauty of moving forward. And that's why some of us struggle, understandably, to look at the past and struggle to, to heal and struggle to even do that shadow work and do the work that's needed to confront our past. But like I said to you, if you're tuning in, if you're listening, maybe you can relate to this. You know, there are so many of us out there dealing with things that really we don't voice we don't expose to anyone because we've, we've just hidden it and we feel ashamed by it. We're triggered and we're traumatized by it. That's why we bury it so deeply. Okay? And it's when we let go and we deal with that and we confront that, that instead of that anchor that's holding us down, that's weighing us down, that's traumatizing us, we're able to move forward freely with our lives. You know, it feels like this huge burden has just been taken off our shoulders and we're not carrying it anymore. Wherever you are in your particular journey of healing yourself, looking after yourself, maybe you're someone who's listening to this podcast and can relate to it because perhaps you've had similar situations happen to you. Maybe you're wanting to move forward. Maybe you're wanting to help yourself think of some of the things that I've said, you know, have a look at these suggestions. And there's plenty more um, ideas out there, you know, like I said, journaling and being mindful is just one of them, one of the ways that people do it. Sometimes people can do things similar to what I'm doing now with my podcast, you might do particular recordings, the other person doesn't necessarily have to hear them. But it's a matter of you getting it out from within yourself, almost like when you've got like a blood, bad um, splinter, in your finger you know until that's removed you're not going to heal properly so reflect look back think about this there may be somebody in your life that you can relate to there might be somebody that's traumatized by things that you're aware of that you love and you care for and again that person isn't going to make the unnecessary moves until they are in a comfortable position to do so 
until they feel that yes I can move forward yes I should do these particular things you know to help strive forward to help myself um, it's only when they can take that jump of faith and that leap that they will heal but it takes guts it takes guts it takes strength it takes courage and these are the attributes that you also if you are knowing someone or you are that someone that's gone through this just be aware of that praise yourself support yourself through this because it's a long journey and you deserve to be happy and you deserve to have a life of peace and a life of harmony and a life of joy i hope that you know whoever's listening into this get some peace and clarity from this if you need help reach out there are people out there there's lots of charity organizations that do mental health projects there are um you know certain churches and um places that do counseling that will be willing to listen and help um, even different you know organizations mosques uh, different temples it depends on the vicinity of where you are but there are people out there that will reach out and help you and support you and at the end of the day there's also helpline numbers as well as counselor numbers or reach out simply to friends and family and loved ones if you have that supportive network around you wherever you are going through whatever you are facing you know I send you big massive hugs and I send you peace and I send you love and I send you harmony on your journey and I pray that you come out the other side stronger, validated, peaceful, in a place of harmony and in a place of love. Be blessed everybody. Help those around you, help the people that you see struggling, help the people to overcome trauma and help them to be a better person and help yourselves to be better people. To anyone listening in that's struggling, you're not on your own, you're not on your own. And there's a lot of people out there that care about you and love you. And I wish you peace, I wish you joy, I wish you blessings, and I wish you a good recovery. Take care, God bless. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Miriam Khan at Raise Your Vibes. <laughs>